G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, June 13. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Daniel Nuttall and Joel Marshall. Well, Daniel, the Group 1s are over, but the Carnival continues at Eagle Farm this Saturday with six more black-type races. Uh, as a native Queenslander, I'd imagine you are well in front on the Carnival so far. Um, sure, why not? We'll go with that. Um, I'll tell you what I thought. I thought rainy air poking down, poking down the outside, oh, sorry, in the inside close to the rail and that Stradbroke gave me a um, I need to get excited about, but um, no three. But look, it's been, it's been um, despite the, you know, a couple of months ago, I wasn't too sure whether there'd be uh, any sort of group racing at this time of the period with all this, um, um, with everything going on with COVID-19. But they've done well to put together a carnival, competitive days racing for the last few weeks. And um, yeah, this weekend's no different. So no group one racing, but there's um, plenty to be excited about, that's for sure. And Joel, they're uh, persisting with uh, Eagle Farm, so clearly not a complete disaster. A few people saying it might have been a bit hard last week. Yeah, and they're quickly coming away from the outside. I think the winner of the first race last week was sort of five, six off the rail. So I think it certainly helps to be making your run out wide. As Daniel touched on, we saw Rainier and a couple of others sort of sneak through on the inside in the Stradbroke, but the main action was out wider. So I think that's where you're going to be looking. Uh, but interesting to see a, a quick backup, uh, you know, another meeting within a week, see if anything changes. But not a bad meeting there on uh, on Saturday. A couple of nice, uh, couple of nice races, I think. A bit of value to be had. Yes, indeed. Well, as I mentioned, six black type uh, races at Eagle Farm on Saturday, and we start in race four with the TAB Long May We Play Dalrillo Stakes. This is a listed event at set weights for two-year-olds and the, uh, the rail on Saturday is out four and five metres. Daniel, what did you go for among these two-year-olds? Yeah, a couple of smart fillies here. Both come up at a pretty reasonable price anyway. Um, you could probably back both and um, get away with a profit if one of them were to win. I'm referring to Plutocrat and Smart and Sexy. Both come out of the Bill Carter at Doombin last start and Two horses will probably go back in their runs. And if, um, as Joel sort of said, if they're going away from the rail again, they'll be coming hard and fast down the outside with their runs. And with Plutocrat, just at the price at $8, I thought was, yeah, one of the runs of the race in that in that Bill Carter, as I mentioned. Um, just missed the smart September run from the Wallace Stable. The, it was despite covering ground throughout. Smart and sexy last on the turn in that same race and got within half a length of Plutocrat. Uh, she was first up there, so there's obviously improvement to come, whereas Plutocrat was second up. So those two are the, the main two for me. The Sydney Colt, concealed, um, midweek, last start midweek winner at Canterbury. Usually uh, the Snowden say will be very wary. They're two-year-olds. There'll be improvements to come from him. And in for fourth, have the two ready for Magic, who will give a side up on the speed. Eight, seven, three, and two. Yeah, I'll throw number six, Supremo, into the mix here. He still hasn't been scratched. He's in the first race in Sydney and this race in Brisbane. Thought he trialled really well before the debut run. Took on a decent field there at Rose Hill. He was really punched out of the gates to sort of hold a spot behind the lead and then didn't quite finish off whether he just needed that run or whether it was the heavy track. If it was the heavy track, I'm sure they'll be heading to Brisbane with him because it's going to be heavy in Sydney. And I thought he could be a big improver, number six, Supremo. Uh, to beat seven, smart and sexy. Good return in the Bill Carter. Form lines through her first prep were strong. Three concealed, did a good job winning at Canterbury. Patchy form out of that race, but uh, 
all you can do is win, and he looked a bit green, so still a fair bit of improvement in him. And eight Pluto crap, real eye-catching run in the Bill Carter last start has to be kept safe. Six on top for me from seven, three, and eight. Race five at Eagle Farm on Saturday is the Sky Racing Active Tattersall's Cup, 2,400-metre group three. Set weights and penalties, 12 acceptors, just the seven of them for Chris Waller, and he's very sportingly scratched one already. So uh, <laughs> only got six of the 11 left. Now, Daniel, we've uh, given you the responsibility of uh, the front page horse this week, and uh, no pressure, but uh, we really need to be breaking that drought. I don't think we've had a front page winner for two or three months. Uh, and luckily... You're very confident about this one. Your best bet of the day is one of the Waller runners, number 10, another dollar. Yeah, big fan of her. She's um, going over be- going over beautifully this time in. She's untested at 2,400 metres, but from what she's shown thus far, um, I don't think the extra 400 metres will be of concern. She won the Gosford Cup, two starts back, pretty good field there, and um, then third to LeJuge, who she meets again here. However, she gets a six-and-a-half-kilo weight swing on that horse, and I certainly make up a, a length and a half or thereabouts on her. So I think she can do that. She's a classy mare. Jimmy Byrne hops on board. He's riding really well since his return from injury. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty keen on her at around the $4 mark. So the best of the day, as you alluded to, race five, number 10, another dollar. 11 in next Savakul on the lightweight. I'll be rocketing home. LeJuge, yeah, in career best form. Can't knock. Just has to go up a few kilos as a reference. And black and gold, another Waller runner. Third up here. Um Generally takes a couple of runs to strike form, so we'll be finding form shortly, I would have thought. 10, 11, 3 and 5. Waller to train the first four. Yeah, I've gone with five black on gold. Um, Not convinced he runs 2,400 metres out strongly. He was third up two preps back at 2,400, and he was an okay fifth. He did run second in the Magic Millions Trophy, but uh, not the strongest of races over 2,400 last prep. But his two runs this time in have been really good. Scone Cup run, hit the line super, beaten less than a length. Just suggested come back in top order because he doesn't often do much fresh. And he backed that right up in the chairman's with a, a fast finishing fifth. He settles closer. And I think if he's ever going to run 2,400, it'll be Saturday. So I'm happy to back him each way from four. Brimham Rocks could be the big improver out of the chairman's. He was the one that sort of let the Waller team down to some degree in that race, but had a tough run from a wide gate. Barrier one, different story Saturday. Although, as we said, it might be an advantage to get away from the fence. So he may well have got the barriers uh, sort of the wrong weeks. So I'll put him in for second, though. He can improve. And then the two mares, 10, another dollar, as Daniel touched on. Big uh, weight turnaround for her. And 11, Sava Cool, who was hitting the line hard in the chairman's. Five from four, 10, and 11. First leg of the quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race six. It is the TAB Ascot Handicap. 1,200-metre quality event with a minimum of 54. And speaking of droughts, they're jumping out of the trees to tell us that Brave Song uh, is finally going to win, Daniel, and you're one of them. <laughs> yeah, look, nothing if not loyal with this horse. I've sort of been sticking with him. Um, he's had a pretty, I'd say, rough last well, nine months, I guess. Um, like his form on paper, there's a lot of eights and a zero and a couple of nines, but he's, I think his form is better much better than that would suggest. And he's racing in good races. He's finally sort of repaid my faith a little bit last start. Um, he backed in each way, ran second at 11, 11 to 1. Second to Rainier, of course, um, once the start to prior, run very well in a Stradbroke since. Um, gets on fourth up now to a big track like Eagle Farm, a track he's won on before. He's only starving. It was the Healy Stakes this time last year. And that was his most recent win. 
Um, so hoping yeah, history can repeat itself and he can um, get back on Eagle Farm and win again. He'll be charging on the outside and I like the support that's come from so far. So Brave Song on top, the one. Seven in next grey shadow. Uh, didn't have much luck at Doomben last start. I think suited much, he's much more suited onto Eagle Farm. Right or wrong, um, interesting galloper, a long time off the scene. Um, one with plenty in hand last start was a, quite a dominant win. This is a uh, a couple of notches higher in grade, but the strength of that win, um, he can certainly yeah, second up for what I think it was 18 months. He'll certainly be improving to come third up. And uh, in for fourth, I have the two Scalopini impressive first up winner. One, seven, eight and two. I'm following up with a couple of horses that I tipped out at Doombin a fortnight ago on Saturday. And the first of those is Grey Shadow, number seven. A little bit of late support for her there in the Hinkler with the blinkers on first time. She just got buried away into a tricky spot. Once she got clear, she hit the line well, only beaten two lengths. That was her first run oh, for sort of six or seven weeks, so she'll be better for that out to the 1,200, no dramas. I'm just happy to go with her each way again to beat eight right or wrong. He's a real talent when right. He's obviously had his issues. Eight years of age, just the 20 starts, but uh, did get half within half a length of trekking. Last preparation, as Daniel touched on, had that long break, but that was a big win second up. One brave song. He's a class runner when right. Back to Eagle Farm scene of his last win, which was the Healy Stakes this time last year. And 10 Boontown Less gave a, a really good kick in the Hinkler first up. She'll be better for that. And staying down on the minimum, she certainly won't be too far away. I'm with seven on top from eight, one and ten. Well, it's a bit of a ladies' day at Eagle Farm on Saturday with the two main races restricted to female horses. First of those is race seven, second leg of the Quaddy Magic Millions, the Roses, 1,800 metres at set weights for three-year-old fillies, group two level. Daniel? Yeah, just be interesting to see whether Vanna Girl can keep this winning streak uh, alive. Uh, she's beaten Ballistic Boy two starts back. That horse came out and won pretty easily in the rough habit um, last Saturday just to add strength to that form. Barrier 13, a bit of a knock, uh, but she'll you know, probably likely go back and try and obtain some cover out there and um, yeah, be running on. So I think she can keep the streak alive, although I don't think it's an um, open and shut case. I think Celestial Falls, the four, certainly has a great case up to 1,800 metres on Saturday. She beat a subsequent ethereal stakes winner in Gamay. That horse then ran well in an Oaks. Um, that was over, she beat that horse over this distance at Flemington last spring. Um, so likes a trip. Um, I think that's a clearly the two sole purpose. I think one to add it into multiples at each way odds and California Salto uh, throw into throw into exotics as well. But I think I'm going to be playing around the two and the four here. Two, four, 12 and eight. I'm with the Victorian visitor here. Number one, Florent. Uh, just continues to run great races at big odds. She was big odds at Caulfield in the size guineas and won well. She was bloused on the line by Le Chavalier at Sandown. That horse has won again since. And then at Flemington, very brave, wide on speed, no cover. And she stuck on really well for third behind the inform Liberate, who's since run a good second at Caulfield. All the form holding up around her. I'm staggered she's $15. I think she should be half of that. So I'll be betting up on Florent. Uh, Mark Newnham gang tackles this race with three fillies. Uh, did speak to him through the week for a story for the winning post. He leaned to Celestial Falls. She's up there. She's had the run in the Pam O'Neill. She was pretty good there. Third up, 1,800. A good scenario for her. Nine, Skyhorse. Well, she brings the form from the gun sin against the boys. And we saw that form hold up last week. You know, much the same horses, but Super Giant and Ballistic Boy running the Quinella there. She got a long way back from a wide gate. Uh, barrier three, different story Saturday. She'll settle closer 
and back against Philly, she has to run well. And two, Vanagirl, no real knock on her. I, I just, I haven't been with her. So I find it hard to step in now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she won really well at Doombin last start. Uh, one on top for me, Florent from 4-9 and 2. Race 8 at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Third league of the quaddy, Ascot Green, Eagle Farm, miles, 1,600 metres. Set weights and penalties at Group 3 level, Daniel. Yeah, not very, very little speed in this race. Only sort of one natural leader in the 10 uh, gets stuck in. So I'm thinking a few of these who you know, tend to settle off the speed might go forward. Gulwa, one of those, does possess um, early speed. Drawn barrier 14, so yeah, Brad Stewart does have options. He's my tip in the race. Um, just a ripping horse, I think he... He hasn't won for four starts, but he goes close every time. He tries his heart out. Um, I think this is a nice race for him. So he might go forward from that wide draw and um, take it and, and be up on the speed in a race that is devoid of any speed. Military zone, another one who can sort of go forward, although his two starts is probably sort of sat back. Um, settle midfield first up, ran on, fin- ran on to finish a length off Rainier. Um, of course, I've mentioned run big race in Australia, broke since. Nick Inova, he was another horse that ran a bottler in that Stradbroke, finishing third at a bit of a price, um, only half a length of tie zone. He steps up to his preferred trip here. And then uh, best of days, the one um, next best. Five, three, four and one for me. A three military zone for me. Just looks ready third up. He was very good, fresh, behind Rainier. The Snowden camp did say uh, prior to that race that the Scone Cup was the main aim, second up. And he ran really well. Came out, uh, sort of drew wide, came home strongly, finished fifth. Bit of a blanket finish there, but I think that's the right form. Having had that run at the mile, he just looks ready to peak. You get a lovely run from that draw. I think 8K Onyx a good roughly. I think he's going better than his form suggests. He's been a bit of a disappointment the past couple of years since showing a stack of potential as a three-year-old. But I thought his Melbourne form was okay prior to missing out on the heavy eight, and he's not a wet track horse. So I think he can improve at some odds for Nick and over. Just flying. Both runs this prep have been super and out to the mile. Probably even better for him. And then another roughie, number 12, Tamarack. As Daniel touched on, no speed. And I expect Joe Pride to uh, be a bit more aggressive with this bloke third up. He's had excuses. Both runs back. Blinkers on third up to the mile. And, and with not much pace, I think he can give you a bit of a sight. Number one, best of days. Probably the other one worth considering for the quaddies. But I'm three on top from eight, four and 12. And we finish with arguably the main race at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Race nine, Quincy Dane Ripper stakes 1,400 metres. Wait for age, Phillies and Mares Group 2. And Daniel, your value bet for the day comes up here in number 12, Into the Abyss. Yeah, with the 12 Into the Abyss, I was, I've been with Jen Rules um, for most of this preparation. She's done nothing wrong, but I just think at the price, I think about $17, $18 Into Abyss, Jen Rules might be at 9 or 10 when I last looked. Um, just rather back... The John Thompson train mare. They both were terrific running on in the Helen Coughlin listed race last start. Um, fourth up, just ready to fire. Now she won that fourth up over this trip in Sydney last preparation. Um, the Barry draw won't be too much of an issue. She'll go back from that draw anyway and she'll be enough speed to, to cut her into the race. So I think the 12 can finish over the top of them at a price. Um, as I said, the 16's done nothing wrong. Jen rules um, worth worth it each way. Play at her as well at, at sort of double figure around that, that sort of price. <clears throat> Um, Winter Bride, much better in the Stradbroke last week. Maybe the key with her being uh, ridden a bit quieter. And Teleplay, I think, is the best roughy. Um, I think there's plenty of value in this race, as, as I've touched on. 12, 16, uh, 1 and 4. And here's the other one I'm sticking with from Doombin a couple of weeks ago. Number 14, Romany Girl. 
just got into a tricky spot. She was sort of buried away on the inside. Never a lot of room in the straight. I thought she hit the line quite well. Finished midfield, but only beaten three lengths. Hopefully she gets uh, into the clear. I think she can wind up and, and run a really good race at each way. Odds number 14 to beat 15, Crone. I think now that she's shown some form, you could probably include her quite reliably. She's a, a bit of a talent. don't know what happened at the Gold Coast first up. She was terrible, but obviously bounced back strongly at Doombin last start. And if she holds that form, she's good enough to win. Five Baccarat baby. She's going really well without winning. I just think she hasn't been winning because she's been giving plenty of weight away to the boys. She's been carrying big weights and she's just paid for, I guess, her good three-year-old season. But now back at level weights against Mayor, she's really well placed. And two, Irathea, hard to knock her. Her form during the Brisbane winter last prep, tackling the, the big guns and all the group ones, was pretty good. And now she's finding winning form again in the dark jewel from an inside gate. She'll be on speed and, and give you a great sight. But I'm with 14, Romany Girl from 15, 5 and 2. Okay, uh, we have covered Daniel's special score today. That's race five, number 10, another dollar. His best, his value is race nine, number 12, into the abyss. Have you got anything else to tell us about Eagle Farm? No, that's all for me, but. All righty, well, let's move across to Sydney, where there is indeed a black type race, and it is uh, a race called the Winter Cup. At Rose Hill, it is race number four, quite early on the program. And, uh, Joel, well, your uh, selection last time uh, in one of these races, one of these just got the wrong Waller one last time, but a bit unlucky, and you are sticking with number four, the Lord Mayor. Yes, I was with him to win the Lord Mayor's Cup. He came really wide and ran on well. It was a... A nice each-way dividend, at least. He got up for third, but no match at all for Wugok. Just the, the heavy specialist. He got under my guard. He got under everyone's guard. He shouldn't have, because that's seven from 12 on heavy tracks now. <laughs> and, well, I'm tipping against him again, but I'm not leaving, out of my, leaving him out of my four. I've got him in for second. He's up three kilos. The Lord Mayor stays on 56. Smaller field. He'll settle closer. So I'll lean his way. Four to beat one. Three cars off. Already scratched from the valley. He's going well. I just think last run, that was his third run at 2,000 metres this prep, and he just raced like it just wasn't far enough now. So I think 2,400 is probably what he's looking for. And two Yulong Prince racing really well without winning. Just, you know, wouldn't surprise you if he had his day in the sun. But I'm four on top from one, three, and two. Yeah, hard to separate for me with those same numbers. I went two Yulong Prince, um, sort of sat close to the speed there with Wugok, and no match for that horse, but does get... Um, three kilos or yeah, three kilos weight turnaround on that horse. Or we got goes up three kilos rather. You know, Prince stays at 59 up to 2400 meters. I think he's ready for it now. He's only had the one um, attempt at the trip, and that was back in South Africa as a three year old in the uh, South African Derby Group One race. Um, so I don't think the 2400 meters will be a problem. And yeah, hoping he can finally get a deserved win this prep because he's, as Joel said, he's been racing out, racing well without reward. But forward next, the Lord Mayor. I thought the run was um, terrific, getting a long way back and wide and running on. Wugok in next. Heavy track specialist and cars off um, in the fourth. I think Walla will more than likely probably um, box the first four again for the that other 2,400-metre feature of the day, as he has been doing the last month or so. So, yeah, two, four, one, and three for me. Yeah, you could box those, uh, box that one, two, three, four, and uh, you'll get it, and you'll probably get about 80% of your money back. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
Joel, talk us through. Oh, you've, uh, you're going right against the, um, the Calvioria philosophy and uh, your specials are coming up very early in the day at Rose Hill. Yeah, it could be a long day if these get rolled. Um, with the two-year-old in the first, Andermart, race one, number two. I like this bloke. He trialled well before the debut win at Kembla. Paid a good price there, but came from the back. Looked a bit green, but won really well. That was on a good three. Went to a heavy eight at Rose Hill last start. Just a touch keen early in the race. And couldn't bridge the gap on Anders, but he really ate into the margin late. It was a pleasing run. And I think they can aim towards decent races in the spring. They'll get a win on the board on Saturday, I think. And he'll be hard to beat. My value bet is race three, number eight. Misery Doble. She'll be rock hard fit, this girl. She ran on the 30th of May a couple of sad days ago, fourth at Rose Hill. It was a really good run. She went around on Monday at Warwick Farm. They wanted to ride her closer. She missed the start, so that went out the window. Uh, Louise Day hugged the fence, saved ground, and she ran on into second behind Three Ood, who's going really well also. Just think uh, on the quick backup on a wet track, if she can jump better from that good gate, she will settle closer. And I think she's a, a good each-way bet in an open field, race three, number eight. Yeah. And Daniel, you were with Joel yeah, early on. Yeah, big fan as well. That first uh, that debut win at Kembla Grange was um, pretty good to the eye. And then at Rose Hill, what is a tougher race than what he... What he meets here, running well behind Anders, who we know is pretty smart. Um, yeah, so I think it'll be hard to beat in the first. And yeah, as, as Joel said, long day if that doesn't get up. Um, the value comes up in race five. Uh, he's super lucky. From an underrated stable, uh, the man attorney yard look, might might need this run second up, but thought at the, the sort of $16, $17, he was worth a bet. Now, he's only lightly raced. He's at 11 starts, but he's won four of those, two minor placings. Um, his first up run over 1,000 metres on a, on a heavy nine. Um, too far back to threaten, but made some ground late. I think certainly will benefit from the run. He's first up there without a trial, now second up here. Uh, whether he might need this, um, he's a horse that has come to hand sort of third up, fourth up in the past, but just thought at the price, um, he's worth a bet. He's super lucky for a stable that generally goes around over the odds. Race five, number seven. In Melbourne on Saturday, they are back. At the Valley, a rare Saturday card at Mooney Valley and uh, healthy fields throughout the day. And, uh, gee, I can get – I reckon your lay of the day here has got to be my best, the unbeaten <laughs> Ms. Catherine resuming in race five for uh, for Henry Dwyer, Rick McIntosh's uh, favourite Channel 7 personality. <laughs> um, Ms. Catherine, uh, yeah, look, just uh, ticks all the boxes yeah. here and uh, should win, so, so probably won't. And then uh, my value bet is in the last race, nine, number three, uh, the Suader, who um, I just thought uh, is down, down, down uh, has, has been... Uh, Ripping man. Well, that last summer campaign was, was up in the city. Resumes here. And uh, first up form is pretty good in, obviously, a wide open race. You can see a lot of our team have uh, gone with that last race as their value bet. Uh, let's go to you now, Joel. And again, you're going early with your best, and that's race two, number five, Smoke Bomb. Yeah, this uh, son of Starcraft, come back from a spell in really good order, won two races at Cranbourne, dominant second up at the benchmark 64. He was right in the market at Caulfield last start. Just forget that. He bombed the start and was always out the back last and chasing and just never got into it. But he was only beaten four lengths. As long as he jumps on Saturday, he'll be right there from gate two, and he can turn his form around. My value bet... I've made a race six, number eight, St. Edward's Crown. 
I'm not sure she runs past 1,200 metres. Her form's a little bit patchy, but she's taken on some really strong company in her career. She was a completely luckless runner at Caulfield second up, just never got clear at all, and then went to Flemington 1,400 and was just okay. As I said, I like her back to 1,200, and I think on her best form, she has been placed behind Exhilarates at this track and trip at the Valley, so she's more than good enough. And a couple of others to consider. Race one, number eight, Stardarmesta from Team Hawks, I think has jumped out quite well. And in Miss Catherine's race, I thought number 10, South Street Boss, might bob up at a price. Been beaten at Cranbourne both runs back, but the fresh run was good. Forget the latest on the heavy. And he has run a couple of nice races at the Valley, including one behind uh, Paddy, Paddy Payne's talented filly name escapes me, but certainly a good form line. So there is a, a couple of roughies to look out for. Uh, Miss Catherine for me as well, Barks. I'm I'm pretty keen on her. She was sort of the star of the earlier months this year. Um, first up, Mooney Valley for Ashton, won by nearly five lengths. And then again, Mooney Valley, she's um, stepped up to a group three, the Typhoon Tracy, and, and beaten a pretty good field there. She Look, there's speed on the race, uh, but she, I think she has the – she just pings the lead, lids and has plenty of early gates, but I think she'll be able to lead from barrier six. Um, Georgina Cartwright-Aborn has been on board for the past two wins – um, yeah, I just think she'll be hard to, to run down. I think South Street Boss, though, is a, is a good chance at a really big price in that race. Or when I say good chance, a good chance of running into the exotics. Anyway, behind uh, Miss Catherine is my best of the day. So race five, number two. The value comes up a couple of races later. Number two, race seven, Plen CL. First up, thought might have needed the run fresh. It was the first run for the new stable. It's always shown ability since arriving in Australia with the Friedman camp. It's now with the Danny O'Brien stable. And uh, got a long way back and, and rocketed home over 1,400 metres. Vacillator crossing the line with that horse, and that horse has since come out and won. Um, up to 1,600 metres, second up record. Both very good. Um, informed jockey on board, I think at $7 worth in each way play. Race 7, number 2, Plen CL. Yeah, I'm with you on that one as well. And, uh, yeah, I was marked at 7 in the winning post, now into 650, I see. But shot of Irish, you know, been impressive lately, but I would have thought, Short enough, given that being these runs have been on heavy and it's not going to be anywhere near heavy at uh, the Valley on Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised to see those two uh, prices tightening up somewhat. Well, Murray Bridge is everyone's favourite <laughs> racetrack. Every horse gets a chance. And that is where we are racing at uh, in South Australia's uh, Metro uh, event on Saturday. Daniel, talk us through your best, which is race six, number four. Yeah, she has five. to come against, come up against a couple of um, handy three-year-olds, uh, alluding as one. I think Joel has a bit of an opinion on from the McAvoy stable and a up-and-comer in does it from the Patrick Payne stable. But just thought at around a five-dollar price, she's definitely worth a good bet. Cupid's bow. She's always been one that I've had an eye on. Um, early doors, she was around some good horses there and. Second to swing and boom, then beat Ramwell Flowers at Werribee with, with ease um, before heading for a spell early this year. First up at Kilmore, she thrashed him, benchmark 58. Um, and the two runs since have been good with excuses. Offered long way back at Sandown and then last start, Morphville Parks um, in, in a, against the older horses. Uh, claiming two within form, Apprentice on board. I think she ticks a lot of boxes for me. There are a couple of handy ones in the field, as I've said, but Cupid's bow, um, if she's as good as I think she is, and with every chance in running, she'll be hard to beat. Race, uh, what's it, race number six, number four. Uh, the value comes up later in the day. Uh, Despacito, another horse has always um, shown talent, just sort of has had a much go right of late. I think 1,600 metres fourth up is a good scenario for her. 
uh, just didn't handle the wet track last start. Likely to get onto a good track this time in and speed in the race. We'll get back and hopefully finish off strongly over the top of them under Jake Toe Road. But yeah, Despacito, um, if he can sort of, she can sort of show on that early ability that she showed. She's um, certainly in this, but ha- admittedly has been a little disappointing at times um, when expected to run well. But race eight, number eight, Despacito, the value. In Perth, they are once again racing at Belmont, and there's once again a very good race there. That's race eight, the C-Corp Hyperion Stakes, Group 3, Way for Age, over 1,600. And uh, Perfect Jewel got up and caused a boil over and destroyed our quaddies uh, second up a couple of weeks ago against most of these, defeating BJ Ryan's tip, the Velvet King, but BJ is sticking with the Velvet King here, race eight, Number seven to beat Mississippi Delta, race eight, number 11, with William Pike aboard. And his other chances there, Gatting, uh, Angelic Ruler, and uh, Humidor, second up in the West. Um, BJ's specials, you've got to be on your toes. You can't be thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to, we might have a bet in Perth uh, once everything <laughs> runs out. On the East Coast, because uh, BJ's going on the first two races. Uh, 1.27 Eastern Time is uh, the two-year-old race there, and he's with one who uh, has trialled impressively from a good Perth family, and that is number four, Billy Ain't Silly. And his best is race two, number one, Nerodio at 2.07 Australian Eastern Time. Well, that wraps up. A massive Saturday of racing around Australia. I'll be saying Australasia next week, Joel, because uh, our Kiwi friends are back. But uh, meanwhile, just got to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is available online as we speak in the shops Friday morning everywhere. Bar Tassie, unfortunately, uh, still Saturday in Tassie at the moment. We're working phonetically <laughs> to rectify that situation as soon as we can. Um We've got all the uh, all all your form for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And speaking of Tassie, they are back at Launceston on Saturday, so that's uh, one of the highlights of this weekend's racing, as well as all the events we've already discussed. Plenty of great reading and all your favourite features. Uh, finally, our best twenty dollar bet of the weekend, and I am going to kick us off by going each way. At the Valley, race nine, number three, Persuader. John. I'm going to go with the Tony Noonan train, Florent, in the Roses at Eagle Farm. I like the $15 about her, race seven, number one. Uh, we'll go two bets in Brizzy. Race five, number 10, another dollar. I'll have 15 on, and I'll have five on Into the Abyss at a, at a bigger price in race nine, number 12. All right, that's it from us, everybody. Have a great weekend. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.